The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today is going down right here. I mean, what does it take to get some exciting football? We're here 11 weeks and watching all kinds of games. I can't get anything. Nothing. All I get is 95 points, third highest scoring game in NFL history. So, I didn't make it on time at the end of your show with Scott, but I was playing Scott up 20. Oh, yeah. And I had Josh Reynolds. And I knew it wasn't looking good when he had Goff and Tyreek Hill. Going into it, I knew it wasn't looking good, hoping for sort of a miracle. And, man, did that not happen. I lost by 45. Just an onslaught of fantasy goodness last night. Todd Gurley owners are sort of shaking their head. At, you know, can we get a little bit of action here? But, I mean, he had over, he had almost, uh, let's see, 30, uh, 90. 12 and a half PPR points. Yeah, 12 and a half PPR points. So, he doesn't get into the end zone. So, to many of the people that were playing in DFS showdown slates and were fading girly, that was the right move because we had a lot of other guys get in the mix. And Tyreek Hill showed why Tyreek Hill is a huge fantasy performer, and both Pat Mahomes and Jerry Goff showed what's up last night. 54-51, Mahomes 478 and six touchdowns, the three picks frankly, though, ended up being pretty costly. Uh, Goff goes 31-49, of 4-13, and four touchdowns. An exciting game. I was annoyed. I fell asleep at one point in the third quarter, caught up on it this morning. But I left the first half saying, like, wow, this is exciting. It's 23-23, both missed extra points. But I was irritated at the pace uh, of play with the penalties. I think overall you just have to look at yeah. it and say it was an exciting game. Um and in some respects, yes, I'm irritated with the penalties. And in some respects, I, I was thinking about it this morning. I, I've been on record as saying last year's Super Bowl, while close and exciting from that standpoint, I just didn't think it was a great game because I didn't think it was well played. There was no defense. But somehow, I feel a little bit differently about this game. I'm trying not to be hypocritical, but I'm, just, I'm being honest about it. Uh, maybe it's because we had points from the start in this one and we were really hyped up for 
an offensive game that delivered. Perhaps the Super Bowl, we expected some points, but not an absence of defense. Um, so I'm trying to reconcile that, how I uh, felt that way about the Super Bowl, and not as much about it this morning. So a lot of fun last night. Um, I don't want all the games to be like that, but you know, I'll put the ball in your court and see what your thoughts were for it. Yeah, I could. I, I see that distinction. I think the um, the advanced perception was a big is a big part of that because I hear what you're saying about like the Super Bowl last year that was kind of a notch below in terms of points and back and forthness, shall we say? But um, I think the biggest part why is because everyone was expecting this one. We've been talking about like the over under on this one for weeks and then it went ahead and delivered and went over it, you know, and we were talking, we were laughing about the punts blew it. There were seven punts in yeah. this game. That's the <laughs> you know, so, thing. so what I, that's what I'm saying. What I think is hysterical is that there are four, you know, there was 105 points scored in this game. And yet there were still seven other drives that ended in punts, and there were seven drives that ended in turnovers. You mentioned the the Mahomes fought three interceptions. He also lost two fumbles. Goff lost two fumbles. I thought the syn- the synergy or symmetry in this game was ridiculous. How in the first half both teams missed an extra point. How in the first half both teams suffer a kind of like sack, scoop, and score. I thought it was just clear that these teams were kind of like neck and neck back and forth when when the Rams scored to go up uh, like three or four with like a minute and 15 seconds left in the game. I think everybody watching it was like, oh, snap, you left the Chiefs too much time. And the fact that that was like the default reaction of people was absolutely crazy. Yes. And but here's what I would ask you blew it. Because, I mean, yeah, points were had left and right. You know, I, I, by the way, by I comparison, everyone is happy. By comparison, sake, the Super Bowl last year, 41-33, lower scoring, but only had one punt. Yeah, interesting. You know, this one had seven punts, seven turnovers, 900 and something combined passing yards, over 1,000 total yards in this game. But here's what I was going to ask you. Does this game change your perception or outlook of any player or either team in this game? Because I would say no, it does not. This does not change my outlook on the Chiefs. This does not change my outlook on Todd Gurley. This does not change my outlook on Travis Kelsey or anybody in this game. We know we saw, I guess, the only dud was Sammy Watkins, who only played like four or five it snaps. Um, this Right, exactly. This does not change my perception or outlook on any fantasy player or or either of these teams where they belong in their conference. I do disagree forward. in one instance, and that's Josh Reynolds. Okay. I think Josh Reynolds showed that he's a big, uh-huh. he's going to be a big part of the offense moving forward. He okay. had more uh, catches and yards than even Robert Woods. Uh, Robert Woods did out-target him 11-8, to eight, but I will tell you, I, a change is maybe, uh, maybe not the right word, but it solidifies my thoughts on what Josh Reynolds could be going forward. Now, he's not going to play in games like this for the rest of the year where he'll have perhaps as many explosive opportunities or opportunities for explosive plays. He had a 27-yard catch. He was he was open downfield a lot. He nearly had a second touchdown, uh, which he just uh, – tip of his right toe landed out of bounds. Out of bounds, yeah. He would have had a second touchdown. But Josh Reynolds getting eight targets last night is a huge positive. I spent a lot of fab money on him. I, I need him to be good going forward on a couple of teams, mainly the one where I lost Cooper Cup. It's why I spent all of the money. So 
Uh, th- so that's the only I thing I would that. slightly disagree on. As far as the Chiefs are concerned, I had them uh, plus three and a half last night, so the hook helps me there. Yeah, me too. And uh, I-, I think in general – it doesn't change my perception of the teams. I think you're right. I think it's going to be very difficult for somebody to go to Arrowhead and beat them in the playoffs. So if they don't lose the rest of the way and, you know, strange things happen, we, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. But uh, we'll even take a look at their schedule right now as I'm going through it just to see sure, exactly I can, I can who can challenge them up. I have it right here. So okay. um, the it's the Chargers. So it's the they're at the Raiders coming out of the bye, and then they have the Ravens That's at home. Chargers at home. That'll be a tough one. Then they have to go to Seattle. Yeah, who may have something to play for still. That's right. So Seattle could be something like seven and seven going into that one that really needs that one. That's right. So the only so they could be looking at a third loss. The the other teams that you're going to be looking at, obviously, uh, right now the only team with two losses. New England plays Pittsburgh week 15. That's we know right. that's a so big one. That'll be uh, the New England-Pittsburgh game becomes even larger because that could be for home field advantage on some level. Um, the, the Chiefs have beaten, uh, rather the Pats have beaten the Chiefs, and uh, we'll obviously continue to monitor that going forward. I will but say the Steelers, this. If the Steelers ran the table um, and the Chiefs lost, dumped one of those games, then the Steelers would be the home field advantage team. Let me tell you something else uh, in this vein, and I know we're kind of extrapolating out real far at this point. Um, blew it. The Houston Texans do not face another team over 500 the rest of the season. Yeah. So they play some five and five teams. They have Tennessee. They have Indy on their yeah. on their schedule, but they do not face another team above 500. They are seven and three right now. One more loss than the Texans. Unless they, they don't face a winning team the rest of the season. Unless anybody think I'm being the Homer Steelers fan, I concede what is a tough road at one point. They're going to Denver playing the Chargers at home, then they go to Oakland, then they host New England, then go to New Orleans. So the Steelers' schedule is (laughs) ramping up as opposed to somebody like the Texans might be a little bit easier. And we're we're searching for tough games for the Chiefs. So, yeah, go ahead. Look, I'm just the Texans schedule. They have three straight home games up next, right? Monday night against your Tennessee Titans, right? But, hey. You know, they're hot right now. They're at home on Monday night, and Tennessee might have Blaine Gabbert coming to town for them, right? So, brutal. so home, home for Tennessee, home for Cleveland, home for Indianapolis, who I now believe is on the ascent, but still that game is in Houston. Then they are on the road at the New York Jets, blew it. Then they're at Philly. Who knows about that one? That might be a tough one on the road at Philly. And then they finish off home for Jacksonville. And I got Jacksonville smells like a team to me that if they're not in it, they may mail it in week 17. Uh, they're not I don't in see it many now. more losses on the Jacksonville's Texans. done. Well, I hear you, but do you think they're a team that's going to buck up and give their best effort on week 17? I don't I think don't. they're giving their best effort now. Forget week Even 17. Even more to the point then. Like, so find me, you know, the Texans are 7-3 and three right now. Even if I give them that they go to Philly and lose maybe, or your Titans get them, or that Andrew Luck might get them. Uh, blew it. The Texans can finish 12-4, and four, even if they lose one of these games to a non-500 or above team. Yeah. Uh, and that makes it very interesting as well, because you talked about the Patriots and the Steelers' schedule moving forward. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, Texans have a shot at 12-4. and four. Uh, Steelers have a couple of tough ones there. Uh, obviously, I, th- I think the Chiefs get out of there with maybe one more loss. I don't think it'll be worse than that. So I think 13-3 and three is the number uh, that will get somebody home field advantage, um, whether it's the Steelers or the Chiefs or, or, 
for the Pats. I, I don't know what the if I'd if all three finished at thirteen. Uh, well, the Steelers wouldn't be thirteen and three. The Steelers. Yeah, they got that tie in yeah, there. To, the yeah. Steelers would be, and they would have heads head to head, right? I yeah. mean, we'll see. It won't be a three way tie because the Steelers tie, and then you know, uh, Houston has lost to New England. The Chiefs have lost to New England. There's still a Steelers and and Patriots game to go. So you know, those tiebreakers are still to be figured out. But the good point is that Steelers tie would probably mean there's no ties for buys. If the Steelers the beat the Patriots and the Saints and don't win the Super Bowl, I'm going to be really irritated. Yeah. <laughs> that would I hear be you. Impressive if they did that. I don't think they will do that, for the record. So uh, I, I just don't think the steel. If the number is thirteen and three, the Steelers aren't going to get there. The best they're going to do is twelve, three, and one. I would think. Um, so that's forward, playoff so. positioning. Yeah. But for your Steelers in the ch- in, in semifinal and championship week to be facing the Patriots and Saints, those have shootouts written all over it. They your do. Steelers got a nice playoff schedule for fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think it's a really good point. So uh, just to clean up the rest of the stats, uh, I think Mahomes, I, I read that he's the first player, first quarterback in NFL history to have uh, both five turnovers and five touchdowns in the same game. Uh, more Six than five touchdowns, touchdowns, five yes. turnovers. That's right. Yeah. So, Crazy. A uh, uh, lot of turnovers to be had. I I mean, <laughs> he was desperate at the end, but, yeah, you know, I, and he hasn't had a reputation for thus far this year mm. of being loose with the football. It's something that has yes. happened during his college career a little bit. But, um, look, I'm not going to criticize the guy that heavily when you go right. for 478 and six touchdowns. Um, I think Andy Reid handled it well. He's, you know, he, he knows they have to clean up the penalties. I, I think they put up a good performance in a tough road game. And that's it. 35 points in the fourth quarter. Just nuts, you know. It didn't the all happen late, but it did happen lot. late. Like, a lot of it happened late. Absolutely. So. The 13 turn, the thirteen penalties, I think, was a problem. You know, Scotty and I last hour broke down the quote-unquote gunslinger term, you know, because this one was kind of the first time because he had protected the ball a lot so far this season where we saw the gunslinger, uh, you know, label come to pass, right? But, Blewett, if I told you going into a game that your guy is going to throw for 478 and six touchdowns and, would, and your team was going to put up 51 points, you'd sign for it right away. Yeah, of course. Of course. In fact, I got to check. Even if he turned the ball over five times. Yeah, I got to check some scores. I'm in my dynasty league. I was going against Mahomes last night, but I wonder if the interceptions Oof. kept it down. Nope, I lost. <laughs> Mahomes put up 41. And Dominic Sue, he also had only put up a point. So I'm done in that league. It stinks. Uh, That's unfortunate. I went on a two-game losing streak and put myself at 6-5. and five. I won't make the playoffs there. I'm just way behind in points, so I needed record to carry me through, and that will not happen. So, all right, any other guys that I need to talk about? I, I feel like I didn't even get to anybody yet. Kelsey, <laughs> 10 for 127 and a touchdown. Big game there. Kareem sure. Hunt, 14 for 70 on the ground, but 3 for 41 in the air with a touchdown. Big game of Chris Conley. I'm sure all of you played Chris Conley last night. I mean, if you sure. have Chris Conley and you're in the type of league where Might as well throw him in. and you didn't play him last night, well, then just right. release him now. That was the only time. Because if you have play. him and with Sammy Watkins as questionable right. and against the Rams, That's like right. what other scenario are you hoping to start Conley if not this one? <laughs> right. Seven of 74, two scores. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Sammy Watkins just a one for four. And you could tell they tried to get him that ball early. He couldn't right. run. Uh, I was the surprised floor, yeah. they put him even put him out there. In fact, Joe Testor and Jason Witten both said last night 
we're surprised to see him out there considering what he looked like when he was warming up. So he's got a pretty significant limp going uh, with the foot injury, which has plagued him in the past. So cleaning up on the Rams, you you mentioned the turnovers. Goff had two fumbles as well. But Brandon Cooks, 8 for 107. Josh Reynolds, 6 for 80 in a score. Robert Woods, 4 for 72 in a score. That score happened really early. Tyler Higby, 6 for 63. Gerald Everett, how about that? Talk about touchdown vultures. You we'll talk, You tried it. to call Todd Gurley a touchdown vulture the other day, and I corrected right. you. <laughs> Gerald Everett is the You're touchdown right. vulture. Three for 49 Fair. and two scores. If He tiptoed down the sidelines if he gets just bumped out and that one. That Gurley uh, gets one. Gurley's going to get the money. So uh, Todd Gurley, as you said, 12 and a half fantasy points, 12 for 55 on the ground. They only ran the ball 21 times. The Chiefs ran it 20 times. It's not absurdly low, but uh, these teams are obviously putting the ball up in the air a lot, 46 and 49 passing attempts. So Goff. Four thirteen and four touchdowns, no picks. So, would you say that Goff outplayed Mahomes? Mahomes is just more impressive, right? He's got the more athletic plays, yeah. and he can throw it a mile. Goff had the better game last night. They, their their quarterback uh, rating was nearly identical, by the way. That's what I was going to say. Like, actually, no. Mahomes' quarterback rating was one forty four, and Goff's was one seventeen. I'm not uh, so looking, maybe they. I'm didn't... looking at something different. I have a one seventeen point six rating for Mahomes and a one seventeen point one for Goff. So, like I said, nearly. I've got the one seventeen point one for Goff. I got one forty four point seven for Mahomes. So that's interesting. With those picks, I don't think it could be that. I don't know either, and that goes to an interesting point. I don't know how many leagues you're in on Yahoo, blew it, but there's a huge notification on the top of the Yahoo website right now this morning. Literally, I'm reading verbatim. It says Yahoo Fantasy Sports is aware that league scoring may be missing stats for some scores and players. We are working to correct the issue as soon as possible. Blew it. This game had so many stats, so many points. It broke Yahoo. Broke Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Yep. Yeah, it did. All right, so, it really did. Uh, it broke Yahoo. There so, are points still coming in on the Yahoo uh, website. All right, so both these teams move to a bye now. Everybody's bummed that these teams are on a bye, obviously, but the Chiefs are coming back to play the Raiders like we just detailed, and the Rams are going to be coming back to go to Detroit. They start off on the road at Detroit, at Chicago, play Philly at Arizona, then play the Niners in Week 17, which probably won't matter. But... At the Lions, Philly, at the Cardinals, you got three out of four matchups that are pretty decent. And hopefully your team has been good enough to get that bye because the Rams playing the Bears in week 14 is not what you needed. So we'll come back. I had one of our listeners tweet at me a really interesting trade scenario regarding DeAndre Hopkins. So we'll talk about that coming out of the break. Any other news we need from the NFL? It's Mike and Dane on FST. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. FST, Mike and Dane. All right, Dane. I teased it 
we got a Twitter question from one of the listeners. That's a pretty interesting one. I, I saw it on the train on the way in, and I was going back and forth asking him questions. His name is Rancer Lopez, and he has okay. – um, let me see. I want to get to the heart of his question. There we go. All right, here it is. It's involving DeAndre Hopkins. And oh, come on, image. There we go. He would give up DeAndre Hopkins. I know you're going to start by saying no. I don't way, like don't it. Do it. Right. I know. I don't like it. I get. It. I don't like it. But All right. he would get back Julian Edelman and Manny Sanders and James White. Hmm. Now, to your question is, who are his other running backs, Dane? Yeah, that he course. needs James exactly. White that badly. Well, that is my question. He's yes. got Kareem Hunt. However, after that, it's Kenyon Drake, Deion Lewis, and DJ Yeldon. So nobody that you feel good about starting on a week-to-week basis. Lewis is the guy I like the best, but right. we've seen that he's had some ups and downs recently. In a game with a million so, points scored, he didn't do anything. And who are your wide receiver? Your next question, Dane, would be, because yep. it's mine, who are your wide receivers Correct. behind DeAndre Hopkins? Right. The answer, since you'll now have Julian Edelman and Manny Sanders, is Stephon Diggs, Tyler Lockett, Nelson Aguilar. But ostensibly, yeah. your starting wide receiving right. core goes from Hopkins, right. Diggs, and Lockett to Diggs, Edelman, Sanders. Edelman. And now you have James White better, better. and yeah. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. It is so... Now, yeah, you'd I have, the trigger on it. The, the, yeah. You'd have to run hot with right. hot, with Lockett or Lewis or Drake or Aguilar, like one of those guys. You just have to right. get hot rotating those guys in, one at running back, one at wide receiver, for this trade right. to not happen and work out. Right, and this one is now – You like, did mention and, and, and however, here's the thing. that the Texans are playing okay. a bunch of bad teams. So I put that all in your lap. What say you? Yeah. I say that uh, – so I'm going to talk first in the abstract okay. and then apply it to this context, Is that if that's cool with you, uh, Blewett. I would also like, – before, before uh, you answer in total, I would say if Josh Reynolds is out there, just pick him up and don't make this trade. Exactly. Right. So – and that – thank you, Blewett. Absolutely, right? Um, I think so many times the general thing, and Blewett and I have been telling you guys about this for weeks now, you can't just look at, especially if there's like a wide receiver and a running back involved, right? You can't just look at this one for one. What you have to look at is like your entire team with the trade and your entire team without the trade. And usually the delta that you're getting from like your drop in wide receiver here in this case with the D hop on like the, but not even just the, the one player, you know, it has to be like, what is your starting three before trade? And what would your starting three be after trade? And what is your starting backfield, you know, before and after. So because, and and as soon as you said Deandre Hopkins, I was like, Oh, don't like it. But this seems to be the rare thing where the gap between, you know, in this case, I guess D hop and Diggs to the rest of his wide receivers is so great that, getting the quantity of two other starting wide receivers to mitigate the dumpster fire that is his wide receiver three 
actually makes sense. But that's the way you have to think about it. I'm trying to tell people, I'm not trying to give them a fish. I'm trying to teach them how to fish. You have to see the entire roster on balance. And this is a case where you do, in essence, like sacrifice your stud and spread it out for two uh, below studs, shall we say, in Edelman and whoever the other wideout, or Manny Sanders. Sanders. Yep. And I... And I think that on balance for the entire comprehensive picture of his roster is actually something that's good. But you make a point, the kind of uh, uh, the quickest path to that could still be just picking up a wide receiver like Josh Reynolds if it's available in this context. Yeah. So you got to look at it on balance. Yeah, I, I think if – but Josh Reynolds is on a bye this week, so you have to consider that too. But still, you also got to look about like what's your team? Are you organizing for the next two weeks because yeah. you need to make the playoffs? Yeah, that, or for weeks 14 and 15 right. because you're in the playoffs? That, that I don't know. You can only go back and right. forth on Twitter so many times. But uh, right. but Manny Sanders last couple of weeks – Four for 56, six for 47, four for 57. Nothing uh, inspiring, to be honest. Uh, no 100-yard games and no touchdowns in that span. They go up against the Steelers and at Cincinnati. And for, at San, here's how Manny Sanders closes out the year. At San Francisco, home against Cleveland, at Oakland. That's as good a lineup as you're going to see for somebody going up against, go, getting into your fantasy playoffs. That... That helps this thought process a little bit because he's the one guy where you're like, eh, I don't know. And are you worried about James White with Sony Michelle coming back, or has that become like we saw earlier when Michelle was healthy? Both guys are valuable. Yeah, I think both guys are going to be valuable, especially I see the Pats this week have the Jets, right? So I think they're going to be, you know, grinding it out second half. I think they'll have some touchdowns, and I think they'll be able to park the bus. I start both Sony and James White this week. So. So there you go. Uh, I think Rancer, he said he was going to listen, so I'm speaking directly ah. to him. I think pull the trigger. we're going to pull the trigger. And we, we analyzed it every which way from Sunday, so I think you can find some analysts that would say, hell no, don't do it. But I think we'll do it. And it's rare that I will give up the best player right. in the draft. Usually. I'm usually quality over quantity, but this is a, a, this is a, um, a unique and situation. And kudos, that by the way. That threshold kudos to two teams coming up with a fair trade. I think both teams yeah. can benefit. The other guy's team may be uh, Smart. a little deeper. So he's trading out of right. his depth and trying to upgrade his team for a run to the playoffs. And like Dane detailed the Texans' playoff run here for fantasy football. And they don't play any winning teams. Titans' defense is pretty good, but I, I, would you say that after Sunday? Didn't look good on Sunday. What the hell? Yeah, the I Titans, mean, by the way. What the hell, man? <laughs> That's going to yeah, be buddy. that is the team that I sweated all last year. I shouldn't have picked them this year and I'm sweating it again. And now I'm on the outside looking in because the bet is going to be harder to clear. Now they have to go 4 and 2. Yeah. That's going to be tough for you on the Titans. Um outside of your over under though. 4 and though, 2 with but I think Garrett. Yeah. Going on the road to Houston, a team that is hot as any other right now, seven in a row. And like I said, they have now designs on, you know, they have designs on a bye in the AFC, which is yeah. kind of right in front of them yeah. if they were to kind of do take care of business proverbially. What I think is very interesting is we stay in the AFC playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue, there are five, oh, excuse me, four teams right now at five and five. Titans. Um, I believe. I picked the Titans. The Titans. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I, I have I'm, to. I'm I know you have to, but because you're already pot committed, I'm casting my luck 
with a lot with Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I think they're the team with the arrow pointing up I, here. I, I totally do. I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, uh, I, they they are absolutely the team playing the best of the five and five teams. Tennessee. Sometimes you have those games and you can wipe them off the record, bury the tape kind of game. But at the same time, we're dealing with Mariota's flare up of the same injury and that right. appears to have never gone away. Right. Uh, like it may have gotten better, but it appears to have never gone away. So uh, you also have Baltimore and Cincinnati at five and five and Miami at five and five. I don't think anybody's particularly. Oh, uh, I didn't even count Miami. Right. I'm trying to make a poll for fantasy freestyle tonight. And I'm like, all right, there are four or five and five teams. <laughs> There's four options for this poll. I didn't even count Miami. Yeah. So uh, I'm with you. I, I think the Colts are the team that people would bet on right now. And to give you a sense of what their schedule looks like, it is they're hosting Miami. Six and five. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, I'll give uh, them that one. At Jacksonville, they go to seven and five with that. <sighs> no, I'll give them a loss there because uh. they won already the first one in Jacksonville, didn't they? No, the fir- no, they haven't. No, they just beat. They, they haven't just played beat yet? Them last week. They beat them twenty. Right, they beat them. So in Indy. Right, so I'll have them splitting with Jacksonville. Got so it. I'll give them a loss this time. Okay, so, uh, so that's six and six. Then they go to Houston. Yep, six and seven. Correct. All right. So you attach your thing to Andrew Luck. You got him on a two-game losing streak now. All right. Well, let's see. Keep it going. Keep it going. Playing Dallas. Keep it going. They play Dallas in. I got that as a win. Okay. So they're back to seven and seven. Seven and seven. They play the G-Men. That's a win. Eight and seven, and then they go to Tennessee. That will be a tough one. That'll be the one. Uh, I I I I like the Colts to uh, be. Of course you do, because you're negative. You're being (laughs) anti-Blewett. I don't appreciate it. I'm being anti-Lafleur, Mariota, and your bet. (laughs) Yeah, which it's a very Blewett-centric contract right here. Yeah, absolutely. So this is uh, so uh, on that front. I had a bad week this week in that contest. Uh, The Bucks lost, which is good, but the Lions won. So the Lions, Mm -hmm. like if the Lions had lost that game, I would have penciled that one in. Like I would have felt good about it. Now at four and six, like, could they get to eight and eight? They could. I don't see it, but they could. Right. Four and two isn't playing lights out. I mean, it would sure. mean they close the season five and two. Uh, I just think with the amount of injuries that they've had and the way they played on the whole, uh, I really needed that two pointer though. I, <laughs> trust me, I wasn't the only guy in his living room che- uh, rooting for that two pointer. Um, for Cam Newton, and it was just a miserable Cam Newton throw that missed that. So, yeah. um, uh, anyway. You're not so, worried about the Raiders, though, even no, though they got a win. The You're not worried about them. I'm not worried about it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then the Titans. So the Titans are, are the huge sweat. I think the other three, two of them I feel pretty comfortable about. I, I don't think the Bucks are going to rip off four wins down the stretch. Um, I, I know the Raiders, the Raiders are already a push, so I just need them to lose one more game. Uh, so, but... So in the in that contest, Dane, the tiebreaker is the total that you are away from the numbers. So gotcha. The Raiders not winning any more games is extremely helpful because it will got you. His the the other guy's bets are going to be a little tighter, closer to the number. And you got about eight and a half. Uh, eight, I believe. I'll double check. But I believe so you're hoping eight. to gain six points there on right. your Raiders. Bet. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Because I'm obviously going to sweat. The Titans. If, yeah. if the Titans and most of the them fight. are going to be like one or two points you gain, That's right. or one and a half points you gain for That's the right. most part. Right. So getting a big one like this uh, for the Raiders, correct, would be a boon 
to your chances. So that was a little bit of my strategy this year because I haven't won this contest in the past, and it was a little bit of my strategy. Let's play it to the middle, see if I can find a team that goes really south or, or really explodes. Right. That's why I picked the Titans. I thought they had a chance to be really good. It's not happening. Uh, and the Raiders, I thought they had a chance to be really bad, which which is happening. Um, you know, if you if you pick somebody like the Pats, who are over 11 and a half, Right. What's the best you think they were going to do? Your margin's do? never going to be right. 13 and 3 is like the best that they can do right now. So um, you're not going to clear it by much. Anyway, uh, enough about me. Uh, let me get a read in here. And if you want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire, try DailyRoto.com for free this Thanksgiving. That's right. Free advice for fantasy millionaires. Free daily fantasy projections and free access to everything you need to dominate NFL DFS this Thanksgiving. So don't be a turkey. Great read. Head on over to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code TG18 to access your free five-day trial. It's DailyRoto.com, promo code TG18. Uh, honestly, getting DailyRoto.com five days for free, and if you listen to this show and it's you don't do that, you're nuts. I'm just telling you, go in there. See what it's about. Don't be intimidated by it. Read an article or two. Go to the lineup optimizer. See what it is that we're talking about all the time, and just do it. So uh, I made a Thanksgiving Day parlay off okay. of that already. I'm going to try and, you know, have some fun, win a little bit of cash after the trip to fame. All right. Tell me what it is after we recap our sure. wagers on, on the week. So you went, you pushed on Thursday. I went one, one, and one. I went one, one, and one. Uh, amazingly, I pushed on Thursday night. Amazingly, you did not go over. On Philly, New Orleans. The Philly, New Orleans over yeah. totals 55 yeah. instead of 56, and I was happy to get the hook yeah. uh, the way I did. I got the hook in uh, Cincinnati. I got three and a half, Oof. which gave me that W. Just so I by lost the skin out of your there. Teeth. So by a, the skin of my chinny chin chin. It's a push weekend Absolutely. for you. I obviously lost Tennessee because I was being emotional about it. Yep. Uh, I hit the Giants. I hit the Giants, and I can't believe that game didn't go over. 48. The Dallas at 22-19. That barely barely crested 40 so i lose that one scott nice job by him he goes oh and three and loses his survivor pick so yeah i mean if you look at those records on column a uh blew it you and i you know are kind of toiling in you know at 50 percent or just over 50 percent right. where where you're kind of supposed to be right. professional handicappers blew it you know, are, are aiming for 55 to 60%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, just a, and just a quick plug for my, uh, on my Patreon, my stats overbeat cipher on those picks that I'm giving at, out. I'm 24 and 20 right now, so I'm four units up on those. But uh, Scotty, unfortunately, is 13 under 500. He's you not could a gambler, be, you, He's a fantasy all-famer. He's not a gambler. You can't go it's true, but if you just faded the king the entire season, yeah. you'd have so much cash. You would. If you just faded the king. <laughs> you would. You'd be 23 and 10. It'd be unbelievable. So, I mean, nobody hits at that rate. It's In, in fact, know, it's hard to believe that you miss at that rate. It's <laughs> that would be like that. Drew Brees' completion percentage. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, In the 70s. Yeah. But so, you and me, I think, are going to be tight for the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I'll, I'll turn it up a notch. I'll stop being emotional about it, and uh, I'll try and beat you now. Ooh. So I'm not saying I haven't been trying to win these games. but Oh, so I, now I, it matters? Yeah. You're absolutely. like the all-star game in Major League Baseball. Now it counts? That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, we'll okay, talk cool. about James Paxton in the third segment. But Yeah, uh, buddy. So the G-Men, uh, I got them on Survivor Pick. You guys picked the Lily Cardinals. Uh, and yeah. And... So there we you got go. bounced. So, 
I've lost got four you and I are both seven this and four one. on those. That's horrible. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I know. Uh, the, yeah, I mean, they're, they're there for you, for your viewing pleasure. Yeah. Um, I have maintained this sheet in an honest fashion. But, yeah, I think you and I are going to have a uh, – we're going to have a race to the finish. You want to put a – maybe we should put a shot and a beer on it. Hey, blew it. Let's do that. All right. We're doing right. it. I don't think – Fair enough. We'll throw Scott in there if he wants to. But, I mean, if, yeah, I, if I'm if him. If he wants to. He's only down seven picks. Him. I mean, it's not terrible. But um, yeah, there's only five weeks left to play. Though. But you know, when you get to week ten, when we'll you see. get to week twelve, and you're ten and twenty-three, I don't like your chances of good. making picks the rest of the way. I mean, it, it's it's got to right. be it's got to get better, but it's not going to get uh, that much better. So that's like thinking Fitzpatrick is going to go, you know, thirteen touchdowns, no interceptions the rest of the way. Yeah. So uh, we'll do some waiver wire stuff after the break because we're, we're hitting a break cool. here pretty soon. Uh, but the only other team, I guess, we should talk about. Um, you know, the Alex Smith injuries obviously created a lot of buzz mm. and Colt McCoy and, and getting into, you know, getting into the Thanksgiving games. I'm going to be live on air with uh, Jim Day and Scott Engel will do the morning show with me 8 to 10 on Thanksgiving Day. And then my man Greg Sussman will join me along with Gabe nice. Morency from 10 to 12. We'll get out of there a little bit early, get home to our families. Enjoy some turkey and uh, enjoy you watching the football. So I'll miss the beginning of that Dallas game. Is Dallas the kickoff game or are the Bears the kickoff game? No, it's Detroit, Chicago. So there you go. So is yeah. the twelve thirty game. But you guys have a great view of the end of the Thanksgiving Day parade off the uh, balcony over there at uh, at Versa. Well, you could call it a great view, Dane, or you could also call it an absolute cluster of me trying to get to yeah. the station and get home for the holiday. So. Yeah, good times. Both true. Can't Both wait true. to walk through Santa's sleigh <laughs> on my way back to the train. Police guardrails up to just cross the street and get yeah, to work. Stuff. Yeah, I'm just trying to get home, guys. Excuse me, everyone. All right, we'll come back. We'll close it out and go over some waiver pickups after this. It's Mike and Dane. Sounds good. Be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Segment number three with Mike and Dane on FST. After we close up here at 9 o'clock in about the next 15 minutes, it's going to be the morning after with Gabe Morency, Corey Parson, and Michelle Serpico. Fantasy BFFs with Greg Sussman and Frank Stample. They're at noon. They go for an hour before Fantasy Football Frenzy is on air with Corey Parson, Chris Ventra, and Jim Day. You can catch uh, Fantasy BFFs and Fantasy Football Frenzy on YouTube Live as well. Uh, then you get a couple of replays of Scott and Dane and then me and Dane. Then Game Time Decisions with Gabe Morency and Cam Stewart. I was on that show yesterday. I did Guest Spot. Uh, the first 20 minutes we yep. talked about 70s disaster movies. Uh, Black Sunday. Nice. Uh, a little bit of Jaws. Uh, a little bit of... Uh, Never know what stuff. those guys are talking about. Yeah, that no, was fun. It was we, we, uh, 
we uh, also um, we just yeah we kicked it around a little bit. We talked football in the second segment, but it's fun to you know like you said, you never know what you're going to get. So uh, game time decisions goes till six, and then at six o'clock it goes over to lineup lock live, and then scout fantasy sports with Adam Ronis is seven to eight, and then freestyle. Freestyle, uh, you can see live on YouTube yeah. at 7 o'clock. Yeah. Then the radio version gets played at 7 p.m. Pacific time. There you 10 go. o'clock Eastern time. But it is when Scout Fantasy is live on the radio network, Fantasy Freestyle will be live on YouTube. Yeah, go watch Dane. Live and, oh, by the way, I have a member of the Air Force who's part of my Stats Over Beat Cypher okay. Skyping in today from a quote-unquote undisclosed location. Jeez. No better way to combine Veterans Day and Thanksgiving than speaking to an active service member who's part of my Stats Over Beat Cypher who is literally Skyping in. He cannot tell me his location, but I know it is seven hours ahead of New York time. So think about the part of the world he's likely in. Uh, yeah. I can think about that, and uh, I wouldn't want to yeah. be there necessarily, but appreciate his uh, service. Absolutely. Obviously. It's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. So, all right. Uh, as far as guys that are getting dropped, you can drop Ryan Fitzpatrick like a bad habit. I made the mistake sure. of playing him in a league. I survived my Oof. huge mistake. I tr- played him over Andrew Luck. Uh, so Ugh. I made a huge mistake uh, there. But uh, the numbers going in led to Fitzpatrick. And, by the way, that game went over. It, the game yeah. played out exactly the way I thought it was going to. In fact, the sure. only thing I'm mad about at my picks the other day is I didn't. I I was really certain that that game would go over Giants Bucks, but I I was already in on a survivor pick and the Giants minus right, two. Giants. I didn't think I. You didn't want to shove everything to the middle yeah. of the table on the G men. I probably should have, but uh, I actually felt better about that over than I did the one that I picked. But that's you know, mm-hmm. I picked what I picked, so I I, I got to live with it. So. Um, so there you go. Uh, Fitz, have they made an, an official announcement yet? We can assume that Jameis is just going to be back. No, they have. They are going back to Jameis. Dirk Cutter did come out and say that yesterday. Okay. They're going back to Jameis. And by the way, Blewett, the Bucks have uh, home for San Francisco this week. Um, the West Coast team traveling east for the 1 o'clock start. It is a tasty matchup for Jameis. And the only other part I would say of this, if you add Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick's uh, fantasy points totals together, uh, you get QB3 in fantasy. Yeah, but the problem is that two of those games were partial games. Like Fitz came right. in in the middle of one to save Jameis, right. and Jameis and came in the other day. Week. So what did those two games start out at? Like Fitzpatrick picked up eight points the right. other day, mainly because he rushed that touchdown in. Uh, remember the Jameis game where he got benched? I, I can't imagine that he got ten points out of it. So yes, on the whole, if you had the foresight to see a benching and you played those guys, then yeah, they'd be QB three. But a couple of right. those games you would have gotten squashed, like I did the other day. I just I happened to win. I should have lost because of that. I take it more to mean that whoever is starting for Tampa is a viable quarterback start. We have to agree with that. It's just that we, we've seen a couple of duds because they turn the ball over so much. What are they sure. doing? I know Fitz doesn't care, but, God, it's unbelievable the so, rate at which they turn the ball Turning it to waivers. Yes. Turning it to waivers because, listen, in Superflex League, in two quarterback leagues, blew it. It's entirely possible that you have Patty Mahomes and Marcus Mariota. 
It's entirely possible that you have Jared Goff and Alex Smith right now or Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? So if that's the case and you are SOL right now, you're lucky that three quarterbacks came on the radar last week. So let me ask you this. Would you rather have Lamar Jackson if he starts, Jameis Winston, or Colt McCoy? Just based on what we were talking about, it's got to be Jameis. I right. mean, if Alex Smith wasn't even a good start at this point of the season. Right. I saw. Uh, you don't like the safe floor of Lamar's rushing potential? I think that helps, yeah. So I probably like him more than Colt McCoy. But Washington okay. is not a team that's going to win by keeping up with people. Yeah, they're, they're not solid. dynamic, shall we say. Yeah, they're right. solid D. And, like, you know, I saw it a little uh, back and forth between uh, Michael Salfino and Emery Hunt, uh, our guy. Uh, they're both mm-hmm. writing for The Athletic, and they were just going back and forth on Twitter about the viability of the Reds, of Washington's offense, um, mainly in terms of Adrian Peterson and how passing offenses attached to Adrian Peterson have always been, I'd say, suboptimal, to to just use a soft term about sure. it. But a lot of times they've been in the tank. I think it's stretching to say that it's his fault, but perhaps sometimes those passing offenses are – uh, those offenses are forcing the ball to Adrian Peterson and and preventing the quarterbacks from throwing the ball a, a whole bunch. So uh, the reality is I'm not bullish on the Washington offense before or after the injury, and I would have to rank it Jameis, Lamar Jackson, and Colt McCoy. Not to say he won't have a good game or two, but do you feel like he's going to outperform Alex Smith? Do you feel that way? Colt McCoy? Yeah. Colt McCoy? Yeah. I think that uh, Colt McCoy is between the 35th and 40th best quarterback on the planet. I think that's why he gets paid to be maintained in this kind of exact role. And I think that Colt McCoy and the difference between Colt McCoy and Alex Smith will not be a lot at all. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm crowding quarterback. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Not at Alex Smith yet. 21, 22. He was 23rd. He was 23rd. Yeah. So I, I think it's what you're looking at. Could Colt McCoy be top 20? Sure. I'll root for him. But I'm saying barely into the top 20. It means he's got to beat out <clears throat> Wentz and, and Carr and Manning the rest of the way. Clearly, Wentz didn't play in a bunch of games. I'm not doing the average per game right now. I'm just sure. doing the total. Uh, but I don't expect a lot out of it. I think Lamar gives you a safe floor. I think he could have a couple of absolute – well. We'll see what happens. You know, we'll see if he stays in the the rest of the year. But I think right. Lamar could have a brilliant game, and people are like, he's the second coming of Pat right. Mahomes. <laughs> or uh, you're going to be like, is this guy seriously a starting quarterback? I think he's going to have a couple of games like that where it's it just yeah. looks awful. So I don't think and he's And Jameis can turn the ball over yet. six times. So why not call? Oh, Jameis will. Option. Oh, James. So why not McCoy is the safest option? Because there's no upside there. There's almost (laughs) no upside. I mean, Alex Smith is better than Colt McCoy. That offense just lost a couple of offensive linemen. Trent Williams may be coming back, but they played without three offensive linemen. All the skill players are hurt. Now the quarterback got hurt, and I just don't see this turning around offensively for them. It doesn't mean that they're going to go winless. Give me Jameis against San Francisco this week. That's what I'm saying. Jameis. I'm out on all three, thankfully. I don't have those problems right now. Uh, but I'm cutting Fitzpatrick happily today and, and playing Andrew Luck for the rest of the year. I've been messing around with right. Carson Wentz and Andrew Luck and now Fitz and Andrew Luck. 
and I'm done. I stupidly started Fitz yeah. two weeks in a row, and Luck outscored him both times. So it didn't cost me either yeah. game. I'm still in playoff position, so so there we go. All right, um, other uh, popular transaction trends. Obviously, we talked about Josh Reynolds earlier. If he was not picked up in your leagues, go out and get Josh Reynolds. Uh, there's a lot of defenses moving around because you, we got no Rams D this week. Did you and I pick up an extra defense for that? We're going to have to do that this week. We did last okay. week. We okay. did. We had the, We took the Washington football team. That's right. We did. That's right. Nice job. I wanted okay. the Titans, and that would have been <laughs> terrible. They got. They picked yeah. up a zero, but nice job, Washington there. Uh, okay. And I'll take them this week against Dallas. I don't know that's going to be a stellar sure. performance, but you know, I'm not afraid of Dak Prescott. It's better than a bye. Throwing a couple of turnovers. That's right. Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think we can get negative points <laughs> in that league. So uh, Actually, we can because the Jets got a negative for me uh, last week in, in a similarly scored league. So um, beyond that, you know, people are just moving around. Kickers and Gus Edwards, I guess, from Baltimore. Do you see anything there? He came out of nowhere. Yeah, Gus Edwards, I don't because it's so tied to how that offense looks if it's Flacco or Lamar. Peyton Barber, 60% owned. You may want to replace Kerryon Johnson in a one-week way with LeGarrette Blunt. Josh Adams is still available for Philly in about 60% of leagues. So those are some running backs real quick. A ton of rookie wide receivers are below 40%, Lewis, that you can go. Traquan Smith, DJ Moore, Kiki QT, Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, all five rookie wide receivers viable on the waiver ads. I agree. Which guy would you want most of that? Trey Kwan, give me as many parts of the Saints offense as possible. I think it's fair, but DJ Moore is looking really good. So, everybody that doesn't hear me before Thanksgiving, have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Dane. Happy Thanksgiving, Blue It. <laughs> <laughs>